VHS files contain spoilers, adult content, and harsh language. Listener discretion is advised. It's showtime. 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 Welcome to the VHS Files Podcast with Jenny Lou. So what do you want to do tonight? Jason. What about pizza and movie night? Eric. I want to rent a movie. And Josh. I want to go to a good video store so I can get a good movie. And this is the movie of the week. Let's get this pizza movie night started. Hey everyone, welcome to the VHS Files. How's everybody doing tonight? Great. Great, Great. Jenny! Woo! (laughs) Go Jenny, go! Lead the way! Tonight we are talking the angsty teenage classic Heathers. Yes! Oh, I thought it was The Breakfast Club. I I watched the wrong movie, guys. Yeah, the wrong wrong teenage (laughs) angst movie. Totally messed it up for the week. That's right. Tonight we're going back in time to 1989. To see, to, we uh, we watched Heather's, starring one owner writer, Christian Slater. This was released on March 31st, 1989, directed by Michael Lehman. And he would go on to direct movies like Hudson Hawk, Airheads, The Truth About Cats and Dogs, and 40 Days and 40 Nights. Heather's had a budget of $3 million, box office of $1.1 million. Heather's was a bomb. Oh, is that our second bomb, Josh? That is the second bomb we've had on yeah. VHS Mo- Monster Squad in this one, yeah. And uh, was released amongst the likes of Born on the Fourth of July, Tom Cruise classic, Lean on Me, Morgan Freeman classic, Good. Police Academy 6, not a classic. <laughs> Only to some. And another one of Jenny's favorites, Troop Beverly Hills. See, there's some stuff oh. competition there. Yeah. Dude, yeah. Yeah, this one definitely could have got lost in the shuffle. So, Eric, take us back to 1989 and tell us what was very. We're sending you back in time. <gasps> Whoa, this is heavy. Well, Jenny, 1989 gave us hypertext markup language, or HTML, and uniform resource locator, or URL. These are the basis of what has uh, come to be known as the interwebs. Uh, It was a big year for TV, as we had the debut of Quantum Leap, American Gladiators, Saved by the Bell, Baywatch, America's Funniest Home Videos, Tales from the Crypt, Seinfeld, The Simpsons, and Jenny's favorite, Dragon Ball Z. (laughs) Uh, Definitely a Goku fan all day. Such a nut. Uh, McDonald's introduced pizza to its menu for some reason. Uh, Oh, famously during the Tiananmen Square protests in China, uh, he who has come to be known as Tank Man stood in front of government tanks and refused to, to move. Uh, presumably immobile due to his gigantic testicles. <laughs> yes. Uh, and finally, burly dudes like us, boys, we, we finally got our alpha male anthem with the new kids on the block hit Hanging Tough. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I was about to get us a copyright and start singing. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. <laughs> oh, man. We all know the words. It's, it's okay. The movie of the week. All right, so we're talking Heather's tonight. This is one of Jenny's favorite movies of uh, of her childhood. And let's watch the trailer real quick. I wanted to be a member of the most powerful clique in school. Dear Diary. Croquet. She teaches people real life. You were nothing before you met me. You were a Girl Scout cookie. 
it not bother you that everybody in this school thinks that you're a piranha? Like, I give a shit. <laughs> Everyone just look right at me. You a Heather? No, I'm a Veronica. I don't really like my friends. I don't really like your friends either. <laughs> They're people I work with and our job is being popular. Maybe it's time to take a vacation. I just killed my best friend. And your worst enemy. Same difference. has a body count. This is a tragic thing. Hallelujah. <laughs> so, Jenny Lou. Yes. This was your pick of the week, uh, well, of the month at this point. So, this is your baby, so you're going to lead us off tonight. Well, does anyone besides me have a childhood memory of this movie? Mm. <laughs> I just watched this <laughs> I just watched this for the first time. Yeah. Uh, so We've no. got a virgin. Yeah. Uh, this is my first full sit down and watch it, but I remember seeing it when I was a kid, but I don't remember it. So this is, I would have to say this is my first full time period. Just a couple of virgins. A couple of virgins. I, I have, <laughs> I have seen it, but it was you who introduced it to me and, I've only I've only got the memories of watching it with you. So this is not one that I saw as a as a youngster. Okay. Well, for me, the first time I saw Heathers was on TBS on the dinner and a movie show. Does anybody oh, yeah. remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it must have been heavily edited. I was about to say it, it was. Oh, it was oh, heavily yeah. edited. So I was probably in middle school uh, by the time I saw this, and that was when that show was popular. They would watch like sort of a cult classic movie and make a dish that kind of mm-hmm. had a name or something to do with mm-hmm. the movie. What was the dish, Jenny? Oh, God, don't ask me that. <laughs> was it like stovetop stuffing? I think stuffing it was and, uh... spaghetti. Oh, I'm spaghetti say, with extra yeah, oregano or whatever. Yeah, yeah Actually, it was all I think the oregano. That's what it was. <laughs> yep. So this was the first dark comedy I ever remember seeing. And it was edited, but in my very sheltered life as mm-hmm. a child, it was still way more than like anything I had ever seen before. So how old do you think you were when you saw it? 12. Okay. Okay. Just a couple of years after it came out then. Yeah. So I would have been 12 and 93. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. And just, and, and so just on TV edited, but you got a lot out of it. Yeah. I, and I think the most of what I got out of it was Christian Slater. And <laughs> that all the girls got that out of it. That's why I stopped to watch this movie on TV was I fell in love with Christian Slater when we saw Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. <laughs> and he was my first like older 
boy crush. He was no. your Jamie Gertz. Yeah, it wasn't like Eddie Furlong or <laughs> Jonathan Brandis or one of the new kids on the block. It was like this was a dude and I shouldn't be thinking about him that way because he is <laughs> way older than me. So well, that's why I watched this movie. Well, what's funny is watching it now is like this is little baby. He Christian is a Slater. baby. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense that this movie would kind of capture your attention at at the age of like 13 or mm -hmm. something, you know, just this sort of, uh, you know, near near teenager, just barely a teenager near high school. That seems to be the perfect timing. Yep. Plus with the mm -hmm. with the the whole uh, Slater. Yeah. Christian Slater, not AC Slater. <laughs> <laughs> Both hot no, she, she she loved AC too, man. I yeah. I was a Zach girl. I was about to say. Oh snap! Sorry. Well, let's not even get started on the reunion that's happening. Oh god! The French yeah, fr Fresh Prince coming back too. The trailer popped today. Really? Yep. Yeah. We Ooh. don't we don't need to get into that. Yeah, we're okay. not going to get into that. So, I, I, one thing I found interesting going into uh, into this before we really dig into the movie is the writer of this, Daniel Waters, wanted Stanley Kubrick to direct it. Oh uh, he was so I know, I, he was so enamored with Doctor Strangelove and the cynicism in that that he wanted to bring like a cynical high school movie to life because he was like tired of all the John Hughes. This is definitely anti-John Hughes. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like the tone of this movie is maybe it it wavers throughout a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um and that's interesting thinking that he wanted Kubrick because obviously that would be a very different movie. Mm -hmm. And um, oh, totally. And you can see where that could have gone a little bit. Yeah. At the helm. You know what I mean? Uh, it would have, it kind of walks this line and it kind of goes over into some seriousness and, and some goofiness. And, and I think he would have been a little more uh, focused maybe than yeah. what we ended up. With. Well, the thing I got to ask Jenny, I know she says she's into this because of Christian Slater, but how would you have felt that your man Brad Pitt had also auditioned for the part of Jason slash JD? How would you have felt if it would have been Mr. Pitt? I don't think I knew who Brad Pitt was at this time in my life. <laughs> so this would have this would have been an introduction to Brad Pitt. Yeah. Yeah, because he was still not really doing much anything. Because if you notice, a lot of the movies we've been doing lately, these male parts and what it's we keep i keep coming across a lot of brad pitt auditioned for that part yeah here lately seems like he and, had some trouble breaking breaking through mm -hmm. in the beginning yeah. which is crazy yeah. because he's become such a superstar yep. and it was like so many people passed on him for things that's kind of strange well, well what it was is cool world cemented him into the acting world yeah it was, <laughs> Thelma, Thelma and louise had nothing oh, to do with no. it yeah no it's cool world man <laughs> So Heather's is centered on this clique of girls in high school mm -hmm. and three of them are named Heather and one of them's a Veronica played by Winona Ryder. Yeah. And she's kind of the dark horse of the group. You know, I would love to see actually a prequel about how Veronica became a Heather because yeah, I mean, she's the latest addition to their clique. Yeah, right. Like yeah. she's the the new person that is at the bottom of their clique. Basically. She's Lindsay Lohan. But right. you know, she like they're juniors. I mean, she, 
you know, prior to what, maybe a year before this was just a nobody who uh, played with dolls as they tease her about. Um, She was a brownie. Yeah. A Girl Scout cookie. (laughs) (laughs) Was anybody really into croquet when they were a kid? We used to play croquet all the time when I was little. I never, ever played croquet. I I could not even tell you how to play croquet. Dude, I love uh, playing croquet. Like, usually during the summer when we were out for school, because, you know, they're just little, the wickets and stuff are made out of wire. Uh They would break. So every summer, it seemed like my mom and stepdad would buy us a new set. And we would play outside because, you know, back then when we were kids, you were always outside. They needed to find something for you to do. Yeah. And croquet takes a little bit to play, and it was a good game for that. And you weren't weren't at the risk of breaking an arm while you're doing it. So it was it was fun. I still love to play croquet. Not from the standpoint because it's a, show, a social thing, you know. <laughs> certain people on the social ladder only play croquet. It's- well, it does. It, it It is worth pointing out that, all the main characters in this movie are rich kids. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, getting kind of clueless vibes as well as mean. Yes. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. It's hard to de- to deny the inspiration that this had on Mean Girls. I mean. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Heather Chandler is the original Mean Girl. Yeah. Like, she is. And she is mean. Way is worse like, than Regina George. Oh, yeah. It's right. another level. Now, the thing. Going into this movie, and it, it's kind of odd that we're, we're we're introduced to Winona Ryder and she's below ground with her head sticking up. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, it, but it sets a tone for just kind of the movie you're yes. getting into. Um, but I found the wardrobe for these girls so tacky, and <laughs> I'm just gonna smack you for that because the <laughs> wardrobe in this movie is like it's. It's own character. I mean, the color coordinating, the red for power from Heather Chandler, like the yep. green for Shannon Daugherty's character because she's green with envy. Like there's mm. so much to see in their clothing. Okay. I mean, you're inter- also it's 1989. Yes. I mean, you yeah. know, I mean, and you're it's supposed in- to be ridiculous. You're introducing me to a side of it that I did not think about. I mean, it might come with you watching it so many times, and I've only seen it a few, but uh, just like, especially Heather Chandler, like this business suit get up that, that she's wearing. That was the wearing, 80s, man. I don't, I don't recall that being so big a thing. I don't know. It you just, weren't a rich kid. I guess not. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But you think back, you well, you kind of do. You kind of go back and look at like Saved by the Bell, like Zach and all of them. They dressed like some of them had the jackets. Yeah, they pads. had the business jackets yep. with shoulder pads. So it was that time and the hammer of the pants movie. all together. Yeah, so I could kind of <laughs> came out the same year, hammer time. But uh, yeah, I could see the wardrobe fitting and everything. But yeah, it's just I don't know. It's it's weird. It's like they brought Veronica in, but they treat her like she was below them mm-hmm. but yeah. yet her family is they're playing croquet at her mom and dad's house it's a nice house they're eating mm-hmm. pate is that pate? her family's well off yep i'm like uh, yeah i mean her her interactions with her parents are funny as it's well because they're fantastic. they're sort of uh, this movie kind of exists in a in a non-reality yeah and yeah and mm-hmm. uh you know as you immediately see when she's buried up to her neck and and they're hitting the croquet balls at her but yeah the the parents every interaction with the parents is this bizarre 
you know, sh- short, like uh, small, small talk, you know, where I'm they an just idiot. A quick little, I, you know, when she, <laughs> when, when she co- says, cause you're an idiot to her dad, when he says, why do I do this? And she says, cause you're an idiot. That actually reminds me of my daughter. <laughs> and I. <laughs> yeah. We, we have similar uh, conversations like that, but, uh, but yeah, they're, they're not really involved, which is the case in a lot of these movies, I guess, but the parents are sort of, separate you, yep. you have this entire you know world that really just the kids are the part of and yep they're like running the show and yeah. they're just kind of in the same orbit as their parents but they like rarely like come across right. each occasionally other. Yeah, yeah exactly yeah so um it's a very like adult adolescence because they are their own like social yeah circle this movie really kind of made me think about just how important the lunchroom scenes are yes in any high school movie because i have that in my notes yeah i mean it's just it's so it it's the most common place out of school other than like you know a courtyard or whatnot but that's between classes and whatnot so all your social groups are there. I mean, it's the perfect place to introduce you to a lot of characters and mm-hmm. kind of show you around to the who's who of the school and whatnot. And you get some characters here. Yeah. I mean, it's the first major scene of the movie. Yeah. You've got Heather Chandler and Veronica doing a lunchtime poll. So they have to go to basically every table, mm-hmm. some with reluctance. and ask them the poll question. And in the middle of all this brewing, um, we find out that Veronica is really good at imitating other people's handwriting. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. Heather Chandler uses this to her advantage to stir up shit at school and to humiliate people that she deems less than her um, by getting this time Veronica to write a love letter to Martha who they've so affectionately named Martha dump truck. Um, and here so, we go again. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, she forges this note from, uh, one of the football players, Kurt. And yeah, Kurt. what happens is Martha goes to ask him about it yeah. and, you know, is humiliated and everybody laughs. And this is kind of when we see, JD looking over at Veronica, like you don't want to really be here. Do you like, he sees something in her that's in him. Well, this is also like the way this whole scene plays out is very interesting to me because it, it really sets you up for your characters. Well, and you instantly get this feeling that Veronica wants to be part of the popular click, but she doesn't agree with them. She doesn't want to be a Heather. Yeah. So what, what makes me kind of think about this is what exactly is it that got her there in the first place? Why is she still there? I mean, she sees the, the the root, the badness that's there, but she continues to hang around, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm sure we probably all kind of had a moment like that in high school, but that's just kind of what I was thinking about it as watching this. Yeah, her motivations aren't entirely clear there. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, everyone wants to be popular. Just, you know, every kid, you know, 
maybe not everyone, but you know, you, you want to be like, you want to, you don't obviously want to be the person everyone makes fun of, right. You, you want to be somewhere in there. Right. But, um, but the Heathers are so actively mean, uh, you yes. know, it's like, they're still the top of the heap. They don't have to be doing all this right. stuff. They, they could just bop around and enjoy themselves being the most popular girls in school. But uh, top Heather is, uh, is just cruel mm-hmm. and unusual. And, it, and she, <laughs> she solidifies her cruelness with one of the best lines in this movie. Fuck me gently with the chainsaw. Do I look like mother Teresa? <laughs> yeah. It's like, holy shit. <laughs> yep. Well, she and the other Heathers use people for their entertainment. Yeah. Like that's the only reason that other people have value to them. Well, it almost seems like she wants to punish people for not being as good as her. Mm. Yeah. As well. I yep. feel like she, she like hates them, not just it's fun to poke fun at them, but also like that's what they deserve. Like, you know, that kind of stuff, which, yeah, she's, she's basically just evil incarnate. I got something to say about that a little later on, mm. but um, so JD's the new kid in school and him and Veronica meet doing this lunch temple. And she is a smitten kitten from the greetings and salutations that he gives her. And I mean, fuck how cool is Christian Slater in this movie? Yeah. I mean, he's not like the other boys. No, he's not. <laughs> he's That's real when you cool. Fell in and- love with trench coats. He's got a trench coat. <laughs> he's got a motorcycle. But not only that, it's uh, Christian Slayer doing his best Jack Nicholson yes, impression yeah. through the whole movie. He even mm-hmm. says that he did that through the whole movie. And it is. You could saw it when I read that in my notes. And then I was watching the movie. I was like, oh my God, he actually does a pretty good Jack Nicholson. I, I saw that too, Jason. And and I think maybe Christian Slater kept doing that Jack Nicholson. For, for his, the yeah, his like the I, beginning I think, of his career, he certainly yeah, did. Yeah, Young Guns 2. Uh, I think he kind of. Uh, does a little bit Mr. Robot <laughs> a little bit when he talks. <laughs> God, good thing we're not talking TV shows because I could talk for a long time about Mr. Robot. He's, yeah. He's great. And he's that's very a great good. show. Yes. I found another thing where someone's love for Stanley Kubrick popped back up is they wanted the lunchroom scene to feel like the, the barracks scene in Full Metal Jacket with Arlie Ermey going around and like doing his thing. It's interesting. And after hearing that, I was like, Oh, that, that makes sense. Then, you know, they, I think they did a pretty good job with that and the best sense that they could. That's where something like, I think Kubrick would have dialed that up a little bit. And right. This still feels fun. I, I I don't know that one thing that kind of was confusing me throughout this watch was the tone. I feel like it, it goes kind of it, it does it almost feels like it doesn't quite commit to one thing and it it it, it gets a little murky sometimes it does go up and down i have to say and you try to go to the dark side and then the comedy side and then over to here and you're i'm like what and emotion it, it, am i supposed to be feeling at this well, point i mean it's it's a dark comedy so mm-hmm. like yeah. you know you understand there's going to be yeah. you know dark elements along with the humor but just the tone feels a little off sometimes. Um, it's it's one of these that's, you know, we've talked a lot about the things that don't hold up well from these older movies, and this one, for a for a movie that is really centered around females, young females, this one's almost one of the worst offenders of anything we've done so far when it comes to 
This PC this hits and... every PC nerve yes. you can yeah. think of. Absolutely. Uh, including school shootings. Right. <laughs> including, you know, bombings, uh, homophobia, fat <laughs> shaming, bulimia, it, teen suicide, it put, everything you can possibly think of. It, it puts it all on, on I mean, display. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And and in some cases, it it deals with it with, I don't want to say properly, but, you know, like we, we always talk about who's, who's making these you know who's doing these things right who's homophobic mm-hmm. the 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 crappy football player guys player. Yeah. you know are are they're assholes so mm-hmm. you know it, it, what's the movie saying the movie saying assholes are homophobic right so that's that's okay in a in a sense you know right um but uh but other things it doesn't do that quite so well i don't think yeah it's the fact that uh yeah. was it the uh was it Ram and Kurt? Is mm-hmm. that their names? The football players, and they see Veronica over there talking to JD, Jason, wherever they get. He has two names in this movie, but uh, they see them, and then they like, hey, let's go over there and mess with this guy. You know, they wanted to go kick his ass, but they wanted to go scare him, and then that's where you get the, like you just said, the whole school shooting thing, and like this is definitely pre Columbine and everything else. <laughs> yeah, like even when he pulls the gun out and points it at their face, you know, when I, like I said, I hadn't really seen this movie and I'm like, Whoa, is this, this is going to be interesting. Yeah. And then you find out it was the blanks. Well, see, that's the thing because this is again, where I'm talking about the, the tone or, or at least the presentation is like in the beginning, when we see her buried up to her neck, mm-hmm. I don't see that as being literal. Right. She wasn't right. actually buried up. Cause to that her was her neck, dream. Right? Yeah. So when yeah. he pulls the gun and sticks it in their face, I thought the same thing. This isn't literal because it's as over the top as burying someone up to the neck and playing croquet, but it was literal. He really shot blanks in dudes faces in the lunchroom and was yeah. not, was not expelled immediately. Right. That's or arrested. Yeah. That's and, the thing that I had was like, you know, yeah. they, they say he got detention or something like it was just some <laughs> minor punishment for it. And I was like, you would be expelled. You'd right. be in jail. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Which, which, you know, of course, another reminder that we're not in reality here. Yeah. You know, this, this movie is not reality. Don't try to make it reality, but it's weird when you have something that is like metaphorical, like that beginning croquet thing and then you have something else crazy but that's not metaphorical then you start questioning things that happen throughout the film did this really happen that really happened and i think for the most part everything happens except for the croquet thing yep um but yeah it was just a little unusual well and the crazy funeral dream later which will oh right yeah Yeah. the uh uh, well i mean one more comment on that is is i like the transition they do there where he pulls the gun and it just cuts to black so you're yeah. left with that moment of holy! Wait, did he shoot these guys? And it, it plays, it strings you along for a minute. And I yeah. thought that was a smart way to to, yeah. to go out of that. Um. So this is, you know, after the lunchroom scene, we get the girls playing croquet again, and um, Heather and Veronica are going to go to a Remington party, which is the local college. Yeah. And Heather's kind of holding it over Veronica's head, like. She's doing her this huge favor. This is her one chance to be cool and kind of cement herself as part of their group because cool girls go to college parties. Yeah. And right. on the way, they they stop off for some snacks. Some corn nuts. Corn nuts. <laughs> BQ. Yes. BQ, baby. I BQ. love BQ corn nuts. Delicious. A tasty treat. No way these girls are eating this and drinking this. 
It's true. Which they yeah. do touch on with Shannon Doherty's character. Yeah. Um, here's where I don't mind the wardrobe so much. I think this is one of the only times Winona Ryder wears something that actually doesn't look weird. She looks great. Yeah. She looks great and in everything. And, yeah, like, yeah, she looks great in this movie in general, I yep. think. she's Yeah. So they're at this party, and basically the only reason that these dorky guys have invited them here is in a, to exchange sexual favors for their entry to the party, basically. Which Heather is all for. Well, it seems like she's all for. She doesn't love it. She doesn't love it. And I think here is where we really. Oh, is that why he was pushing her head down? Yeah. Oh, I mean, okay. I think it, this whole, I think the whole experience left her with a bad taste in her mouth. <laughs> so. <laughs> There you have it. Well, in the scene uh, where she's in the bathroom staring at herself in the mirror, like washing her mouth out, mm-hmm. um, she spits her water mixture mm-hmm. at the mirror. And, you know, we're talking earlier about how she's pure evil. She is like the classic example of like hurt people, hurt people. Like she mm-hmm. hates herself. For, I think, for what she has to do to be who she, you know. To maintain her status. Yeah. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. that's like a kind of a cool glimpse into like the villain of the story that it's kind of. She is nasty, but it's because she's so insecure. You're right. And I do like that they put that in there, but it is a sliver. Oh, yeah, yeah of, for sure. Of depth for what is otherwise just yeah. Yeah, a complete... last about that long. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean you're like yeah. the ne- very next moment and for the rest of the time, she's a nightmare. But uh, yeah, I know what you mean. And that's a good point. Um, it's it's also kind of a cool parallel to something like we discussed in Monster Squad with Rudy. Like he's a part of this group because he can't be a part of another group or, you know, he's just as big of a nerd as they are. Only he's a generation ahead or something. It's kind of Heather's position here. Like she's not the cool girl there. She's the cool, cool girl, girl in high school, in high school. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a nice little parallel for something like that, but she's, yeah, I see what you're saying. But in that analogy, she, she's in high school. Uh, the, those guys at that party are Rudy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they're not cool enough to get college girls. Right. They they're very yeah. much dorks. Yeah. Hello, <laughs> ladies. Throw your coats on the floor. Yes. Yeah. Charming. Yeah, and this is what I got out of the scene because you have them there at the college, and then it does the quick cutaway to Veronica with her mon- monocle writing yes. in her book saying, I hate her monocle is him. dope. Girl uses a like, monocle. Yeah, she's got a monocle. Do not pass go. Do not collect two hundred dollars. So awesome. <laughs> this is rich the, people use monocles, as far as I understand. This is the one and <laughs> only time, other than to be comedic, which I guess this would be trying to do as well. But yeah, like other than seeing like a professor or some shit, like someone wearing a monocle in a movie. Like <laughs> I even asked Jenny while we were watching, I was like, "Is she wearing a monocle?" Like I did not remember that. <laughs> Also, she's she's wearing a monocle to write in her notebook, but she writes 
at like 70, 72 point yeah. <laughs> type size. I wrote this down it's too. It's like my size handwriting though. Her handwriting <laughs> is so big. Yeah. I mean, if I was I doing guess so we can read it. writing, uh, it'd be about that big. Well, I guess when she's forging other people's handwriting all the time, she just has to go crazy on her own. Mm. Yeah. I like after the party, the, the scene where they're arguing, uh, outside and i love the, the red and blue lights yeah the, you got the the red light from the party and then like the blue street light or mm-hmm. whatever that is and that, that that's a nice little image there i like that shot yep yeah, it, this movie this movie is like a time capsule yeah like it it encompasses the time that it was like and i can i could see new new people trying to jump into a movie like this now having a hard time because it is such a time capsule mm-hmm. sort of movie and back to the diary, I think one thing that she writes in there is Diet Coke heads, which <laughs> is fantastic. That's a good line. Yeah. There are a lot of good lines in this movie. Oh, yes. Um, and then, you know, she's home from the party and we proceed to get the sexiest game of croquet ever between her and JD. Is it, let's, is it not concerning that? He knows where she lives. Yeah, it comes flying there. through her window at a like unannounced, like boom, I'm in your window. I mean, I guess if she was I think she likes it at this point. Yeah. You know, she's she obviously likes it. She got, <laughs> well, the guy is is I mean, if that's a bad sign, yeah, he's a bad guy. Yeah. So yeah. It, it it plays right. It it at the seems end. he's a creeper. He goes wherever yeah. he wants, does whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It seems kind of like uh romantic and impulsive. To her at first, right. when really it's just a huge red flag for the bad boy. Yeah. Oh yeah, girls love the bad boy, right, yep. Jenny? Yeah, Jenny. <sighs> but the thing is, I mean, like, I mean, I've never thought of that. You know, I mean, everybody plays strip poker and stuff like, but strip croquet—that's a whole new thing, dude. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, all that, but I mean, I thought Veronica was kind of—I didn't, I didn't, I got the idea she was kind of the good girl, but trying to be the bad girl. But I mean, guy sneaks in her window, she's out, they're out getting laid in the backyard five I don't minutes know. later. I, I don't think I mean, she's drinking at that party. She yeah. smokes. She's I I she's probably crossed some lines already with these girls just to get into their Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. I don't know. I don't think strip co- croquet is any weirder than strip monopoly, which we didn't talk about in our Friday the thirteenth episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean that's right. She's just, you know, following her young instincts. Yeah. She's just so she wants to in make the world. She 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 throws up at the party, so she wants to make Heather throw up. Yep. In retaliation, mm-hmm. and JD's all for this. He she's very gullible for him. You don't really see it until now. He, <laughs> <laughs> until they get in the kitchen, and they're making this concoction that's supposed to make Heather throw up. Jason's got a blue bottle. Of <laughs> he's so I, I'm drinking my whole cleaner yeah. right now. So uh, we're good. But what's funny about this is, is they're setting this up and it can almost be played for an honest mistake. Well, I think it is a mistake on Veronica's part. Well, yeah, true, she's but, not aware of it until after the fact, right? But- he he intentionally hands her the wrong. Yeah, he thing. knows that it's wrong that she picked up the yep. wrong thing. Yeah, she picks but up. She the wrong also, 
before they get here, she talks about how she wishes she could kill Heather. I mean, she talks about killing, which, you know, I guess we. That's like such a teenage thing to yeah, say. Yeah, I mean, that's just oh, hyperbole. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, but how long do you think it would take you to die from drinking like liquid drain? Longer than that. Yeah. And you yeah. would throw up. Yeah. yeah you're going to puke. You probably yeah. just throw it up, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Not only that, I mean, Somebody hands you something to drink in the morning. I mean, I, I don't know you guys about Drano. I mean, I work, I have and still do every now and work in a hardware store. That stuff is smells horrible. And somebody to hand it to you and you stick in your nose in a cup. Yeah. I, I mean, we're not smell what you're drinking. Yeah. I mean, it's, you got to, you know, suspend belief for a minute. But yeah, because it is a movie. I almost expected Jason to go, How many of you guys tried to drink whole pipe cleaner? <laughs> That's the Jason segment of this movie. <laughs> no, hey, we can we can talk more about that when we get to the wraith. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, that's it's kind of funny though if you say that because <laughs> what? When I was little, like littler oh. than this movie, um, this kind of is in the same vein. But I was at my aunt's house, and she had this basket in her bathroom mm -hmm. and it had these clear round balls. Mm, oh, I know. It looks like, oh, you know, gumballs or like mm -hmm. some kind of like hard candy. And I was there and I just took one and bit it and it was oh. soap. And I was like, <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Yuck. So I definitely washed my mouth out with soap. <laughs> I do like the when they're mixing up the the cups before they go up and bring bring her the drink. Uh, when they try to hawk a loogie in the in the cup and they can't, <laughs> they can't get one, yeah, they're like they're both trying and they're like, ah, I, got, I don't have anything. <laughs> and Heather even calls them out on on it. Would you hawk a loogie in this? Yeah. Yep. And you know, but the thing is, Heather is so defiant like that they would challenge her you know right so she's just gonna go for it well i mean no the, the whole what. setup too is just and she really... doesn't she's you know she thinks she's invincible no one would try anything but you know if in reality if someone approached you with a cup with a lid on it by the way and then it's like they're patronizing you because it all seems very fishy, but it also could go to show how in well, her they, own they head break she into is. Her house. Yeah, like they just walk into her house and standing in front of her bed. Obviously, everything's fishy, but yeah, you know, yeah. And that, then, that's and then not to notice something that's bright blue. Yeah, I mean, I don't think blue Gatorade was even a thing at that point. So if I was drinking something that color of blue, I'd be a little fishy about it. Yeah, but it's really cool when she crashes through the glass table. Yeah. But they do write her a great suicide note. <laughs> I don't think she would say that. <laughs> yeah. And they use 50 cent words. <laughs> and so there's a part, and I think it's while they're writing the note, um, where Veronica asked JD, like, you've done this before or something? And he gives this little look at the camera. Oh, it's yeah. A second. Oh, I didn't know this is. Yeah. I have it in my notes too. I was like, had he done it before? 
Well, he's, he's way too comfortable killing people. Well, it was seven cities in seven years or something. Yeah, he moves a lot. And, and you're kind of wondering why they keep moving. I know his dad's in construction, but maybe the dad has to keep moving him around too. The relationship, his dad's a psycho too. The relationship and dialogue between he and the dad is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they I do the reverse role. The whole reversal thing is so weird and funny. Yep. You know, hey, champ, you know. Yeah. Everyone gets to school <laughs> and immediately the word is out that Heather's dead and there's concern from this hippie teacher about how everybody's <laughs> going to get in touch with their emotions and deal with this. I think the, 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 that meeting of the staff, the staff meeting or whatever is interesting because they're all smoking. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah but there, there's, there's no real, none of them really care. Um, yeah, they're arguing, they're arguing even, on how even long the hip- close the school. Even the hippie <laughs> girl is only interested in it in a way to get her, you know, to do her own thing. Yes. Yeah. And the camera work is kind of like weird here. There's like some really close close-ups. Like they kind of like get in their face. It's like kind of uh, just this kind of bizarre close-up. It's kind of wacky looking. Did anyone notice that? I, I think that scene's played for comedy, so that's probably part of what they were going for and the cynicism of it. Yeah. Like yeah. I said, the main thing I remembered about it is just the fact that they're all arguing like, well, if she would have been the, the cheerleader, Heather, uh, he would have wouldn't mind shutting the school down an hour early, but because she's a regular Heather, you know, we're <laughs> gonna keep going for the rest of the day. Yeah, I mean yeah, which is interesting uh, because wow. the cheerleader Heather was not as was popular lower on the totem pole yeah. yeah but if it was a cheerleader we're gonna shut it down yeah, i mean it gives I guess you a principal doesn't really know it gives you a, a good insight into how much these kids do mean to the school i mean it's so much so that even the staff is talking about how popular someone is and mm-hmm. are, are you know basically contributors to you know they're feeding the fire behind yep. these things yeah and the hippie teacher i don't know what her name is she is so out of line. She and passing the note. Yeah, has. Oh yeah, a there is copy no of the note. There is no way they would well, have no, a copy of a suicide. They note. wouldn't. But she is using it to her advantage yeah. to to get what she wants. And the thing about the way that they've written Heather's goodbye is that they make her better in death. Than she was in life. Yeah. Which is in, which is the case often. Yeah. Yeah. When people pass away, you know, you kind of gloss over the bad stuff a lot of the times. Uh, But yeah, this of course bothers Veronica because Veronica hates her. And now she's being sort of uh, like a martyr. Yeah. uh, (laughs) In a kind way. Um, The teacher's not the only one that, that kid in class says like, uh, Oh, I thought she didn't like me. She said I was boring, but it's really just because she's. Yep. Yeah. I forget what he says, but yeah, everyone's just using. Everyone's selfish in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, even Veronica. I mean, everybody is selfish in this movie. I, I don't. Yeah, I mean, this movie doesn't paint a clear picture of who the protagonist is in this. I mean. Well, I think the protagonist is clear, but but the morality is murky. You know. Yeah, um, I mean. Yeah, yeah, you said it better than I did. I mean, Veronica is obviously who our protagonist is, but I mean, she has just as just as much issues as these other people that are that they're involving themselves with. Yeah, I mean, she covered up a murder. Yeah, 
Yeah. Pretty much. It's funny at the, at the funeral, it's when she's doing her little prayer over Heather and she's like, I did not kill Heather. Well, you know. <laughs> I, just I did like being able to hear everyone's prayers. Yes, there. I yeah. love it. I just like when we get to the funeral, we get to see Otho from Beetlejuice again. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Otho and, and, uh, and, uh, What's the girl's name from Beetlejuice? <laughs> God Lydia. help me. Lydia, Lydia, back together again. Thank you. <laughs> that surprised me when we hit to that. It just like it pops up because he's right there. I was like, whoa, yeah. I did not know he was in this movie. That was good. Speaking of him. You must pray that the other teenagers of Sherwood, Ohio, know the name of that righteous dude who can solve <laughs> their problems. <laughs> righteous dude. It's Jesus Christ. And he's in the book. <laughs> yeah, because the problem with everything is the is MTV. MTV is the devil. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and I love Heather kind of gloating over Heather's corpse. Yeah. You know, she's like, I prayed for the death of Heather Chandler many times. <laughs> <laughs> and this one is Shannon Dora. That's Heather yeah. Duke, right? Yes. I think our last name is okay. I'm trying to keep up with my Heathers here. Now we have a so dead Heather. Heathers. And we get a shot of the other Heather. I can't remember her last name. The blonde uh, one. I can't. Uh, the cheerleader. The yeah. cheerleader. She is using the holy water baptismal font to, <laughs> to touch it. up her hair. <laughs> to touch up her hair. Um, and that's where we get her kind of guilting Veronica into going on a double date yeah. with uh, fun, fun fact about the cheerleader, Heather, is that was originally supposed to be Heather Graham. Oh, I could have yeah, seen but her that. Parents, yeah. Her parents didn't want her to do the movie, but yet they later in life, she becomes Roller Girl in the movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I mean, that's the, I mean, another funny thing is, is Shannon Doherty. Apparently the, the director has no qualms like saying that she was hell to work with on this movie. She and didn't want to say bad words. She didn't want to say bad words. She came from a strict Christian upbringing and they said she was quite difficult well. to work with. Yeah, they said originally she wanted to be Veronica too. She did for the she wrote uh, read for the part of Veronica. Yeah. They didn't want her. They made her a Heather. I believe it. Didn't get what I want. See, she already is a Heather. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I'm not saying that Kurt and Ram deserve to die, but they went cow tipping on their date. This is your. The cow tipping is is your tipping point, huh? <laughs> I mean, hey, this is the Jason moment of the show. Who here has done went cow tipping? Uh oh, <laughs> Jenny, Jason, you're fired. Um, cut, cut Jason's mic. Cut uh, his mic. <laughs> it's just the cow tipping part. That's all. But, I didn't actually. T- I've had friends that went. Cow- I've never cow tipped. I'm not. I like animals, but I know I've had plenty of friends who've went. And, to cow tip because i mean I, I, live in te- well, I still live in texas there's cows everywhere all there <laughs> is is cows you, you if you don't look where you're walking you'll tip one over well, by accident I hope, exactly i hope you gave him 20 percent. that's <laughs> now josh you're fired cut josh's mic <laughs> <laughs> we're cleaning Fuck, house this show is over shut it down this is my show now um <laughs> see y'all later it's vh files presenting jenny lou <laughs> get the fuck out everybody else um but yet Heather still sleeps with Ram. Yeah. After the yeah. cow tipping. 
This was a romantic. It date. doesn't even. I doesn't. It doesn't look like she's into it either. Oh well, this has happened like multiple times too. Because yes. No, I mean, yeah, he, it looks like he's essentially forcing himself upon yeah. her out there in the middle of the cow field. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, these guys are abhorrent and awful. Yes. And uh, yeah, they also beat up the nerd, make him say that, you know, say like, say that he's gay or whatever. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. He st- tries to make, yeah, he says, say I, say that you like to suck big dicks. Yeah, yeah that's what it was. Yeah, I mean, these guys are, are, are you know, they de- they deserve awful. What I think gets they're the yeah they're the male versions of 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 Heather's Jane Heather yeah, yeah. they're yeah. boy Heather's. Yep. The next day at school, though, even though Veronica is saved by JD from this horrible date, mm-hmm. uh, which again is kind of weird that he's just following her around. Yeah, he's making Stalker. sure she's safe because she know like he knows what kind of guys those are. But who is she? Who is she really safer with? I mean, neither. I know that, but <laughs> the one guy only didn't rape her because he was too drunk to climb the fence. Yep, but had no Rain problem. But had no problem telling people he did do something with her. Yep, and that, now that Ram and Kurt both had. That. Yep, sword fought in her mouth, as I think is the way they put it. Yep. So <laughs> I'm glad I didn't watch this one with the kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they spread rumors about Veronica because she left them, and so then of course she's. Telling JD all about it, and he concocts a new plan to get revenge on them, which is to set them up to look like they've, you know, been closeted homosexuals. Yes. And it was a lover's suicide. Yes. And he's telling her about these bullets that they're going to use. This comes back to me saying she's gullible. And she is because he specifically asks her, do you take German? Yeah. And she says, no, French. Then he says, okay, these are Ekluger bullets, which translates to I'm lying. Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) So if she would have said, oh, I do take German, he would have been like, well, these are Vesuasse. Or something. Yeah. Something like he, yeah, would have. These are fakey boo boo bullets. Je mets poupou bullets. (laughs) So you're full of shit. Basically, they're supposed to, you know, kind of knock them out for a little while, break the skin, and it'll be a big joke. Yeah, because we all know about these bullets that shoot out of real guns that only break the skin a little bit, and they knock you out. You know those bullets, you guys? They're German. Me either. Um, The Germans are known for just playing nice pranks on people. JD yeah. says says later, and 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 I I agree with him. You say she's gullible, but she's all too willing to do these things, and I think she's very much an accomplice in these murders. Oh, this is and where she, she can I play mean, like she's been tricked by him, but I don't I don't feel that way. Well, frankly. he's extremely manipulative. Oh yeah, and he's very effective at it. Well, maybe your vision is blurred a little bit because he's a cutie boy. And I'm thinking about because for me, I'm like, yes, he is manipulative. But like she's she's a very smart character. She's not. She is. You know what I mean? Like she I don't know. But this is the one boy who's like understood. So she's blinded by the lust of this dark side and, you know, understands her plight with 
this group that are supposed to be her friends. I just think that she falls so hard, so fast for him that she's, you know, at least until this point that we're getting to in the woods, she's just blinded by him. Yeah. yeah. She's also all too happy with these people dying. She doesn't care. Yeah, and dying. yeah, she's willing to play these pranks that she thinks they're doing on people uh, because yeah. it'll be to her advantage. Um, and I will say when they're plotting this out in the woods, when I first saw this movie, I don't even think I knew what homosexuality was. And so I definitely <laughs> didn't know what homophobia was. Right. And I very much did not understand what this, was going on, what was going on other than they were, you know, getting revenge mm-hmm. on them. Right. Surface level. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You're a kid. Had no yeah. idea. Um, <clears throat> But, you know, she's luring them there under the pretense of doing all those things that they told everybody else they did. Yeah, more sword fighting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, she wants them to strip and rip her clothes off. Now, we can say she's gullible, but you can. these guys are pretty fucking gullible, too. They are. (laughs) They're very gullible. They're They're like, you stand there. You stand there. Okay. Total Everyone take your places. I mean, just... Um, but one of them's kind of fast, you know, like all football players, yeah. they're total meathead idiot <laughs> jerks. Yeah. Josh, right, Josh. <laughs> yeah. That's what mm. um, <laughs> these damn stereotypes, man. But you know, they of course kill Ram and Kurt. Um, these cops who are getting high in their car, find them. They get away by, making out half naked in their car, which the cops are keeping on. Uh, You know, the, didn't the cops see them running away? I don't know. No, he said they heard something. Okay. The, the distance of them like cross, they never, they're never on screen at the same time, but in, during the chase, they seem close enough to where he could clearly see them, but we don't actually see that. It's a movie. Go with it. But you know, I had a point. Oh yeah, the 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 one guy that ran away, and you were saying he's fast, and you know, uh, JD has to chase him. Mm-hmm. You notice his knees wrapped. Yeah, yeah I noticed I, I, that I was, too. I was thinking, did they do that just because they wanted it to be believable that JD could catch the quarterback of the football team <laughs> in the woods? Like he's got a he's got a like he, he's nursing a bum knee, you know? So like that's the yeah. only way JD Maybe. could catch. I him. found it kind of strange that it was there, but. In reality, most likely it was probably something to do with the stunt double having to have it or some shit. That doesn't make sense to me. I I think it's intentional. Plus the way it's wrapped, it's like so huge. You don't wrap a knee like that. It's like over the top. Like it's wrapped. This whole goddamn leg is wrapped up. It's weird. But anyway, that's not important. Yep. Um, But they, you know, take a quick nap in the car before school and Veronica you know, now realizes that they've killed them and that yeah, now that she realized that was the design all the time. And, you know, she says, this is where JD really shows his hand. Yep. Yeah. She says, you knew what was going to happen. You knew, you know, they were going to die. And he says, of course. Yeah. Well, the thing is it almost like that part, I always thought like when she pushes the lighter in yes. 
and she's trying to uh, does she burn herself like she thinks she's in a dream world this isn't real and then the funny thing is that when she does that jd reaches over the cigarette and lights his cigarette off the palm of her burning hand yeah <laughs> that's so real so that fucking cool that's pretty metal <laughs> that's metal bothered me so bad let me light my cigarette from your burning flesh <laughs> well, the, so I mean, much. it happens again at the end. Yeah. 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 She brings yeah. it back she around. The favor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get their double funeral. <laughs> and and the and the football players are wearing their helmets in their caskets. The yes. face mask on football helmets are to keep the players from <laughs> kissing each other. <laughs> Wow, uh, Josh! Now we're realizing how problematic that clip is. Yeah, um, I just but, like uh, it. I just love the part where uh, was it cursed at? I love my dead gay son. I love my dead gay son. And then and then JD says something along the lines of, you know, let's hear him say that about his live son. Yeah, his live gay uh, son. Live gay son, because he probably would not be saying yep. that. Um, yeah, uh, but my again, son's yeah. a homosexual, and I love him. I love my dead gay son. <laughs> Hell, now see, I mean that's that's some that's some real. I like that, and that is that's the stuff in this movie that I do like. That's what I was about to get to. Is this is where they take those those things and use them to a point to where it is comical and you can laugh at it. Mm-hmm. And it's making it, it, it that's saying something. Yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think that is one of the smartest moments in the movie is when they play that that way yeah and uh next we get i believe veronica writing in her diary again and your diary my teen angst bullshit has a body count are we going to prom or to hell (laughs) (laughs) wow it's great but then she has the dream Mm -hmm. this is if I was going to have a funeral, I want this dream funeral. It's so cool. Everybody's got 3D glasses on. <laughs> like, just yeah. the aesthetic of um, Heather Duke yeah. in her flowery casket. Like, I don't know. This looks really cool to me. I love the design of this dream. Yeah. It's like that and a little bit of Willy Wonka design. Yeah. It's in there. Amazing. It's it's weird. A little like 1984, like yeah. weirdness going on mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Uh I don't know at what point in the film this is from, but Veronica's friend. Betty. Betty and Veronica. Ah, that was that that was purposefully put there, by the way. It had to have been, of course. Yes. It was just a fun little note. Just one of my little notes, you guys. Yeah, there. She reaches back out. I, I'm pretty sure it's after this point. Um, you know, she realizes that JD is bad news. Um, he gets a little upset and aggressive when she wants yeah, to leave him. Oh yeah, shoots his own stereo. What? Dude, what hey, was that thing up, is rad. What was up with this stereo wrapped yeah, the in a rock, like chunk of concrete? Yeah. Well, you think his about dad his was dad's... a developer, right? Like, uh, yeah, his dad was a builder, so I guess he had a concrete themed stereo. <laughs> but we also find out, like in this area of the movie, that uh, how his mom died. Yep. Right. We find out, like, and then you kind of wonder, like, you know, the whole thing happened before. Did 
JD have a, a hand in maybe his mom committing suicide? Or did that make him snap? Or yeah. did his yeah. dad have a part in it? Or, you know, her, his mom might have just wanted out of that yep. crazy psycho yeah, that's house. that's what they're saying, <laughs> that he just went into the building that she knew her husband was about to detonate and was waving at them from the window. Yeah, I kind of feel like that is the catalyst for JD's mental illness. Yeah. Then we get to the part where suicide has become the popular thing to do. Teenage suicide. Don't, don't do, do it. it. Um, <laughs> yes, okay, we get poor Martha now after she's been picked on and picked on, and yep. I guess she's going well. To... And you have the hippie teacher, all the cool kids are doing it, capitalizing on this, you know, yeah. saying, yeah. Oh, we've had a second tragedy, you know, let me do this now mm-hmm. my way. And you know, she goes with the pretense of having everybody open up about their feelings and becoming, you know, closer and. She's really invited all the TV crews so she can get national attention mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. herself. And um, it's just goes to show like a recurring theme of the movie about like how fake and surface like everybody is uh, in high school, basically. Like mm-hmm. really like the popular kids in high school and like whatever uh kind of personality you take on it's it's not always who you are like well i think i think and jd even says it at some point that this is our society or or whatever i'm forgetting his exact words but you know he's i i think they're talking about everybody the adults the kids they're all fake they're all Mm -hmm. it's all bullshit you know it's very cynical movie yeah, and I mean, they all use the deaths of others to their own ends. Right. Um, you know, they start thinking of suicide as a very casual thing that is even up for debate. Like, killing yourself is one of the most important decisions that a teenager can make in their lives. <laughs> like, you want to think a lot about it. I mean, that's... That is not how you approach no. <laughs> suicidal tendencies. Um, and all I wanted was a Pepsi. <laughs> and so, um, you know, Veronica is seeing all this. She kind of decides to try to go back to her roots. Um, well, she tells JD she's not. I mean, we have one little fiasco that happens, and then she's like, "I'm, I'm, I'm done." Yeah, she's done with him. She's playing croquet with Betty Finn. They're, you know. Reminiscing about the good old days. Yep. And, you know, I do think that Veronica genuinely has some regrets about the trajectory that her life has taken, even pre-murder. Like, she is very disillusioned with the Heathers and being popular. And I think that's how she allows herself to be really pulled into J.D.'s web yeah um but you get poor martha who you know decides she's gonna be the next teenage suicide but and it's just laughed at it is it's you know heather duke comes in and says she she tried to kill herself she's alive Mm -hmm. she's fine yeah um yeah i mean yeah she even failed at being popular 
because mm-hmm. that's what they had to do to be popular. And then she even the sucks other at killing herself. Yeah, and then you got the other Heather trying to kill herself too. It's like all of a sudden it's like everybody just wants to commit suicide. Let's find different ways. Yeah, the, <laughs> the likelihood of them hearing her on the radio at that exact moment is a little. Yeah, that's kind of thin, no. I don't think so. Strong. I'm going to disagree with you, Josh. Really? That's a well. They 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 even say they know she knows we listen to this. Like, yeah. Oh, I mean, I remember, I remember listening to the radio about the same time every night back in the day. Well, all right, Eric. All right. Well, I guess I'll go fuck myself. <laughs> I know before the episode, Josh always tells us not to disagree with him. <laughs> if you guys disagree with me, you're fired. Um, but then, you know, yes, the other Heather tries to kill herself, too. Um, and. Veronica says, saves her life. Veronica yeah. saves her. She says, I wasn't trying to kill myself. And she says, what were you trying to do, sleep? <laughs> she had a lot of pills in her she mouth. She had a lot of pills. Oh, my God, dude. That was mouth. that was crazy. Because yep. she pushes her mouth. Like, but this, this leads to her, you know, saying I'm done with JD. But this also goes to show just how manipulative JD is. Because... Mm-hmm. He knows the psyche of these girls, so he just worms his way right over to Heather Duke and Duke. Yep. plants that because seed she, for her. Yeah, because she's now the new number one Heather. Yeah. She yep. has the bow now. She took the bow. Yep, the she's bow. got the power. One and, bow will rule them all. And she's she starts changing her color palette. Yeah, to mm-hmm. to become the power Heather. Um, and then we get you know Veronica's parents are concerned about her. Because JD comes over mm-hmm. and says, I think Veronica's going to kill herself. Yeah. Because uh, he's laying the groundwork, he's going to kill her. Yeah. yeah. He's absolutely going to kill her. And, you know, despite how impractical this next bit may seem, I love the suicide hanging fake out that she does. We know Jason tried this. <laughs> and it, no, but and we've already talked about it on the Goonies. <laughs> I was about to say this is our second uh, movie with a fake hanging. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know her mom comes in and yeah. and sees her after JD says, you know, well, you know, I was coming you. up here to kill you. <laughs> coming up here. I, to he kill he you. reveals he monologues his entire plan. Yeah. yeah. I thought she when I was watching it. I, I thought she was maybe had a recorder or ah. something or, you know, like a, a way to record him. Cause that would have been that, yeah. you know, you turn it into the stoner cops and you're done. Would have been a lot easier. <laughs> would have been a lot easier than what she went through. But uh, yeah. I, I love the moment with the mom and she walks in and that's the weird quirky humor in this movie. She walks in, she, she finds her daughter hanging seemingly dead. And then, and then Veronica casually lets herself down and was like, Oh, what's, what's wrong. And her mom just kind of, I mean, it's just, it's weird. Nobody reacts yeah. well, normally. Jenny, seen this. What was it her mom said to her? Remember? It's like, I'm so sorry I didn't take you to whatever or something. Yeah, and that's all she has to say about her dead yeah, daughter. Hey, Gotten her some lessons she wanted or, or yeah. something. Right. She wanted to get that guilt off her chest yep. real quick. Yeah. 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 Yep. I was like, whoa, that's all you have to say? No Everyone just cares sobbing. about themselves in this movie. Yeah. Yep. Meanwhile, when all this is going on, as Josh said, JD has cleared the way for Heather Duke to be number one Heather, and he has a favor he's going to ask her, blackmail her for, 
because he has photos of her and Martha when they were little being yeah. friends. Um, and he wants her to sign a petition, get everybody else to sign it, have big fun, the teenage suicide. Teenage people. suicide. Don't do it. <laughs> Come to their school, play their prom. But he reveals to dead Veronica that really what they signed was a mass suicide note. Mass suicide note. Because he's going to blow up the school. Well, he's good at it. That's what his dad does is demo buildings. Yep. So he's obviously good at it. He knows how he to that, blow up a building. You see him over there, like, got his nice little dynamite wad and putting detonators on it. I mean, the kid's pretty intelligent. Yep, he definitely knows what he's doing. Yeah. And Veronica's out to stop him. I love their confrontation so much. I love when she blows his finger off. She blows his fucking <laughs> finger off. And that's as a, he's as he's his middle finger yeah. is pointing his middle finger yeah. at her. Or not, you know what I mean. It's a good shot too, because the way they pull it off, it looks it looks flawless. It I looks mean, really good. And oh, I, I thought you were gonna say it was a good shot because she shot his finger off. Well, I mean that's, that's that too, but she couldn't hit the football player in the in the woods yeah, from like the whole, 10 yeah. feet away. With that small gun, now she's shooting with a large caliber gun. Uh, now yeah, she's no shooting one with finger. Dirty it's, Harry's gun. <laughs> yeah. The 44 Magnum. The most powerful handgun ever. <laughs> the old hand cannon. Do I feel lucky? But the, the whole school is at a pep rally, and they are completely oblivious to what's happening. Um some- I like how the the uh, the tension builds upstairs at, with the pep rally uh-huh. and the the drums and the stomping and the cheering, yeah. and that's kind of picking up speed as our climax is happening in the boiler room yeah. underneath. That's a that's kind of a nice <laughs> parallel. Happening. Yeah, I even like the stoner chick under the bleachers, lights her match right next to the dynamite. Yep. <laughs> it just starts like oblivious to there's a there's a stick of dynamite like on every rung on the bleachers. Uh, Again, like you said, they're oblivious. I was probably paying half attention when this was happening, but there's the dynamite under the bleachers, and then there's the dynamite in the boiler room. Mm -hmm. And from what I can tell, they're not wired together. No, he has a remote detonator because his dad does demolition. There's a dropped line where she says... Oh, you're clever because you're gonna something about the foundation. You've got oh. the dynamite up there, and you got this down here, and it'll be like a chain reaction to yeah. Because it's it's how his dad did it when his mom died. Oh. Uh, he blew the bottom, and it detonated the ones yeah. above it. Gotcha. Because of the way it, it went. So yeah, that's right. That's how he knows that. Because how his dad does it. But you know, she shoots him. He's flailing around. Uh, stops the clock. Mm-hmm. On the bomb by sticking his switchblade in it. It's a very yeah, a random series of events to where it falls to where that knife just hits the cable and t- stops the timer. Yeah. Um, but you know, Veronica's had it. She's she's exhausted. She looks like shit. Yeah. And she, yes, she does. <laughs> uh, works her way upstairs and outside. Um, only to have JD really sprint after her yeah uh he gets up there pretty quick uh yeah. with the dynamite strapped to his chest mm-hmm. um and he's you know sacrificing himself killing himself rather than killing everybody and she's just standing there to watch she I almost puts the thought cigarette that she, in her he, mouth 
Yeah. I almost thought that, sh- that he maybe because he says, I thought he said something about and then that will take out the both of us because of where he was standing. I almost thought like he thought that the bond that he had made would kill both of them. Mm. It did seem like he was closer when they're talking and, and they're kind of yeah that switching back and forth. But then when they show, they pull out and show the front of the thing, he's a decent distance. Still, I wouldn't want to be that close no. to dynamite going off. Yeah. But. And, and I love the fact, you know, he's a great bomb maker and then the freaking the timer sticks and he has to like hit it. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh wait, sorry. Okay. Hard. It's like dark right, we're going to go now. Joker. It's like dark night when the Joker's yeah. bomber thing doesn't go off, but you know, he, uh, she, she is like a, she's like Yosemite Sam or something or yeah. oh, dude, yeah. Wiley Coyote, Wiley Coyote for sure. Definitely. And, and she's it. all covered yeah. in soot and her hair is blown back like a cartoon, you know? Yes. So that's actually something I wrote down is there are, Lots of Looney Tunes like moments in this movie, mm. for sure. Like just stuff that you would normally see in like a uh, what's the chicken's name? Uh, Foghorn Leghorn. Foghorn Leghorn sort of shenanigans, and I, that's just what I got out of some of the comedic scenes in this. Yeah, it's definitely Wiley e. Coyote and Roadrunner and Yosemite Sam, Elmer Fudd type stuff, but and then. After all this, she walks in the school. She looks like crap and runs into the other Heather, right? Yep. Takes her it bow. Takes the power. Says, <laughs> Heather, my love, there's a new sheriff in town. <laughs> Which is one of the great quotes in this movie. Well, since you mentioned quotes. You're going to need a bigger quote. Jason, what were the taglines for this? Oh, the, I think I only found two. Uh, it's best friends, social trends, and occasional murder. And then another one's called a killer comedy. <laughs> Boo. That's a little weak. That, yeah, it, <laughs> yeah, both of those are like, but I searched, and that's the only ones, the only two I could find as actual taglines for the movie. But I wonder yeah. how many movies ha- were at one point given that tagline. A killer, <laughs> comedy. A killer, killer comedy. comedy. I mean, the list has to be long, dude. Yeah. But my favorite quote that I had out of this was they all want me for a friend or fuck. <laughs> that Heather said at the like toward the beginning of the movie. I was like, damn. I like I've that. got some quotes. Yeah. Lay it out, Eric. I've got some quotes. Uh uh, well, there's the hello ladies, throw your coats on the floor. Uh <laughs> there's uh when the football player is praying at the funeral. He says, Jesus, God in heaven, why do you have to kill such hot snatch? <laughs> I wrote that one down, too. So I had eloquent. It too. I had so, it too. so eloquent. What a guy. Uh, I love my dead gay son. That was one I had. Uh, Veronica, why are you pulling my dick? <laughs> oh, I had uh, that one, too. Which I, I Veronica, why are you pulling my dick? <laughs> <laughs> there it is. And uh, this is the last one I got. Uh, I knew that loose was too noose. <laughs> that was you, really got? good yeah. I like that one what you got Josh okay this is my favorite fuck me gently with the chainsaw do I look like Mother Teresa I love it that's my favorite <laughs> um, since Jenny's the fan what, is, what you got Jenny well there are so many good lines um, I think this movie has more good lines than any movie we've covered so far. This honestly. one, I mean, it is peppered with these. It's things. great. Yeah. My favorite that I use on a weekly basis 
What is your damage, Heather? <laughs> There's another one that I really like, and I pulled a clip. All we want is to be treated like human beings, not to be experimented on like guinea pigs or patronized like bunny rabbits. I don't patronize bunny rabbits. <laughs> There's another great line after that when the mom says, uh, oftentimes when teenagers say they want to be treated like human beings, it's when you are treating them like a yeah. human being. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's And I good. think that's actually a relatively smart line. Because yep. I do feel that way. I have two teenagers. I, I can tell you right now. <laughs> Another one that I really like. You're fucking psychotic. You say tomato, I say tomato. Tomato. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also really love at the end of every conversation with her parents. She says, great pate, but I got a motor if I want to be ready for Blah. whatever. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got a motor. Yep. I got a motor. <laughs> so very. So very, but after was this after this whole thing where Veronica takes power? I love that she walks up to Martha. Yep, yep, that's cool. And she asked Martha needed that. Yeah, Martha um, and Veronica are going to watch movies on prom night. Yep, and you know it leaves you with a little hope that maybe something will be different. That this will be a wake up call for. Everybody to look beyond social status, clicks, everything else, and pizza movie night. That's pizza right. Pizza movie night. It cures everything. That's right. Again, though, I'm just gonna say it. I feel like Veronica is. I just don't. I don't feel like it's authentic. I feel like, just like her mother wants to unload her guilt, I feel like Veronica is the same way here. I feel like every decision everyone makes in this movie is selfish and, and she's maybe doing something kind for uh, what's her name? Martha. 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 But I, it's just hard for me to swallow that she's doing it. Yeah. I mean, that's out of kindness and not, not to make herself feel good. I disagree. I have always felt that Veronica is very much out of place in her current role with the Heathers. And once she is freed of that, she has the ability to see friends that she hasn't seen in a while and to reach out to people who she wouldn't be able to before. Um, that's just my... I can certainly I mean, see she that is a murderer. We're not going to gloss over that fact. She did yeah. casually like, murder people throughout the film. Yeah, it's okay, okay. very bad. Here's my hot okay. take. Hot take. Hot take. Hot take. Hot take. I don't think Winona Ryder's character, Veronica, did hardly anything to warrant that we're just supposed to let her off freely at the end of this movie. Oh, no. Like. No, she should go to jail. She, I mean. <laughs> straight to jail. Like it or not, she did murder two people. Kill your best friend. Straight to jail. Yeah. <laughs> Killed football players straight to jail. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> even though I love Winona Ryder and I love her character in this, I don't think she's warranted a forgiveness at the end of this movie. No. I don't either. Well, that's kind of, yeah, that's kind of where I'm coming from is, is you know, yeah, you, you sort of, it ends with her, you know, extending an olive branch to someone who's been mistreated throughout the film and, uh, you know... Surface level is it's kind of like ah happy ending you know but no I, I 
I don't know. I it's, I feel like this movie is cynical, and I'm going to be cynical. Yeah, with okay. it at the end here. Yeah, it's almost like it's almost like a drug addict going to help another drug addict when they haven't been through the program. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like she's she's realized she has a problem and she's willing to deal with it, but she hasn't done that work. I mean, she's maybe she's just getting started. You yeah, know? I mean, maybe maybe. So, but that's Heather's in a nutshell. That's yes. Heather's. That is in a nutshell. So, let's do some almost famous. Almost famous. Yeah, I know that dude. I don't know them. I know her. You Haven't you ever heard of that guy? What, what's his name? That guy who was in that movie that was out last year. Making his second appearance on Almost Famous is Mr. Glenn Shaddix. That's who I have. Otho from <laughs> Beetlejuice. <laughs> uh, I mean, there are handfuls of people who were probably almost famous at this point. Shannon Doherty. Yeah. Winona Ryder. Um, I'm sure there's others in the movie that I'm forgetting, but I think there there's one oddball that I want to point out, and Jason may have noticed this, I don't know, but one of the guys at the college party is one of the males from one of the Friday the 13th movies. I did not catch that. He's one of the guys from part seven. I didn't even write his name down or anything, but I recognized him and I was like, Hey, that guy's in Friday 13 part seven, but do your homework, Josh. (laughs) But I would, I would have to go Glenn Shaddix all the way on this one. I don't I mean, everybody else that's in this is either famous now or really didn't go on to do much else. I've got a couple. Um, One is John Engel, the principal. Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was in Death Be- Death Becomes Her, which Josh hasn't seen. Heard. Not seen. Uh, he's in uh, General uh, Ro- RoboCop Two. He was in a ton of television. General Hospital. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's actually in Parks and Recreation. That's funny. I'm looking at his IMDb. Mm-hmm. Days of Our Lives, The Office, uh, uh, tons of '80s television, like yeah. everywhere. Uh, Doogie Howser. Uh, I'll spare you a lot of television anyway. And then also, uh, Phil Lewis, he's the, the, the guy at the, the, the black kid at the, uh, the yearbook uh-huh. kid. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he, <laughs> yeah, he plays, uh, he's in sweet, like sweet life with Zach and Cody, which I watched a ton of oh. with my kids. Uh, he was Mr. Mosby and he was like the guy that worked at the hotel uh, and was always sort of keeping an eye on these kids who were rambunctious through the uh, through the whole hotel. So yeah, Mr. Mo- I was like, oh my god! This- I showed Scarlett. I was like, this is Mr. Mosby. Oh my god! <laughs> anyway, well, Mr. I Mosby. A, I have a question for the group. All right. Well, we know all these other people, but we had three people that actually went on really to do something, which was Winona Ryder, Christian Slater, and Shannon Doherty. How would you list those three? Like for who's the most biggest- famous to least who's famous. famous? To the least, because I mean, all the other other people, like I said, did minor things, but those three did. But I would say, what would you think? Which I mean, we obviously know why Nona Ryder's out there doing Ryder Slater Doherty. That's what I would go with. See, Doherty is definitely third. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, Doherty's third. I think Christian Slater's number one. Well, I know you think Christian Slater's number one, Jenny. That's right. Yeah, we all know. We know that. We learned that right up front. Sure did. I mean, if if we were judging, it depends on what we're judging upon. I mean, just outright, I feel like Christian Slater is more famous. 
and has probably done a lot more. I feel than like Winona he's worked Ryder. more consistently through life. Yeah, yeah you might Ryder not have seen him go. and everything, but yeah. she, she Winona Ryder kind of disappeared for a little while, and she had a rough patch personal her yeah. shoplifting, yeah, and, yeah, her shoplifting accident, or <laughs> <incident>. <laughs> shoplifting. Leave Winona Ryder alone. <laughs> hey, I, I love Winona Ryder. No, I mean. I, I do. I love Winona Ryder as well, and she's made a resurgence in mm-hmm. recent recent years. But um, I would I would definitely have to say Christian Slater is number one. Did y'all think about Christian Slater being in Sherwood here and being in Sherwood and Prince of Thieves as well? Yes. <laughs> did that cross your mind? I did not think of that. I didn't either. Sherwood, Sherwood, well, Sherwood. Let's do some good, bad, and the ugly. The good, the bad, the ugly. <laughs> Who wants to start? I'll start. Go for it. Uh, the good Winona Ryder and Christian Slater. Uh, they're a lot of fun mm-hmm. in this movie, and I like them. Uh, bad, uneven <laughs> tone. I really put a lot of work into that one. <laughs> yeah. uh, uneven tone. I, I just feel like this wasn't a clear vision. I feel like it just kind of gets... I don't know. Sometimes it's really over the top and I actually like that stuff. And then sometimes it pulls back and sometimes, I don't know. It just, for me, it, it, it threw me a little bit. But if they would have gotten Kubrick. Kubrick. It would have would been. Have fixed everything. It probably would have been a lot less funny though. I kind of feel like if this movie was made today for the first time, don't remake Heathers. <laughs> they, this is, this is a proclamation. They've already tried to with the TV shows and the Broadway yeah, yeah, yeah. musical. Don't remake Heather's. Um, the, the tone might be a bit more even because I really feel like this was one of kind of like the first of its kind of a teenage movie that really like brought in these super adult issues and went dark and was gritty in parts and like. Also was funny, like nowadays someone would have no problem writing that and putting it together. You do make me think about what came before this, and I I'm I'm not sure time wise as far as like what did this movie do that was new? You know, because yep. some of the elements we've talked about about teen movies and high schools and things like that. I mean, I'm I'm sure this is this is taking things from inspiration from other things, but um I think the dark. High, I, I'd have to look into that. I think the dark tone in high school was a fairly new thing at this yeah. point. I mean, you it was John Hughes era. Yep. But again, so, my, my issue is not the dark tone. It's yeah. it's more the uneven tone. Yeah. Right. Anyway, I, I'm going to start my ugly before somebody says, Eric, you're ugly. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I don't want to be called ugly again. Uh, my ugly is. Just it hasn't aged well with uh, with the homophobia stuff, and and again at times it it actually plays that correctly, I think, but other times not so much. School shooting, bombing stuff is touchy and now because yeah. back then you didn't have this, so it just hasn't aged well. Mm-hmm. Not no real fault of the film. And teen suicide is treated pretty lightly. Again, you're in kind of a hyper reality, so it's hard to. It's hard to judge it on that, but um, I don't know. I think some of that stuff just hasn't aged well as far as a modern day viewing goes. 
That's it for me. Jason? Oh, this this was a hard movie for me to, to pick apart. Um, this is not a normal watch movie for Jason. So my good was, uh, I think they did a really good job capturing, like the, we talked about earlier, the whole cafeteria setting, like in high school. Yeah. I mean, that's, that felt like something right out of my high school that I went to. It was a smaller town. And everybody, you had those clicks, you know, you had the popular chicks, the the jocks, and then the the metalheads and the skaters and the nerds and everything. They did a really good job of doing that because I mean, it felt realistic. I mean, sometimes overboard with the heathers, but it still felt realistic. Uh, bad, I would go with the like Eric just touched on the whole eighty, you know, the eighties gay bashing, the you know the whole social systems at school type thing, bringing guns to school and everything. That's kind of, eh, like I said, doesn't hold up very well. Uh, my ugly is uh, I can't stand any of the Heathers and I don't like Veronica or uh, Jason because they're all spoiled brats. <laughs> A bunch of rich kids. <laughs> they are all uh, freaking high society brats complaining about how hard life is and blah 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 and they just <laughs> don't even care about they just make suicide out to be like it's just oh okay it's so cool but yeah, yeah they're they're they're, they're like all the, whiny bitches the all of them they're like ju- <laughs> they're like junior eric ivanka and tiffany <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's my my thing yeah um minor very similar to Eric's um, and some of Jason's too. Uh, the good Christian Slater. Mm. Is... Yeah, he good. I'm sorry. When we were mm. watching this, that boy tasty. Pans over. Jenny's sweating over the cafeteria here. The first time it was like the first time I saw this movie. I mean, he's got the vapors. Ooh, yeah. Is it hot in here? Ooh. Um, also, I'll add to that. I think the fashion and just the look of this movie in general, like the way that they play things in her dream sequences, like the kind of very like dramatic over kill of all the things that are in their reality. I like very much Um, the bad, the hippie teacher is terrible. Um, the glamorization of suicide and capitalizing on a tragedy. Uh, ugly is all the things we always talk about homophobia, eating disorders in this one coming up mm-hmm. and, uh, fat phobia. Josh. My good, the bad and the ugly. The good is Winona Ryder. I think she is very good in this. Yep. Um, I, I don't necessarily like her in this movie. I mean, I know I realize she's the protagonist and I'm rooting for her in a sense in this, but I don't think she's a good person. Uh, but I, I mean, I think Winona Ryder plays the part very well. Mm-hmm. So she would be my good. My bad is the fashion. <laughs> Sorry, babe. <laughs> uh, but he'd already mentioned it, it earlier. I, I just, uh, in looking at it from your viewpoint, I can understand, but I didn't pick up on that looking at it. Maybe I just didn't want to see it. You're a dude. But I, I just, I don't know. The, the fashion doesn't doesn't work for me. And the ugly is, I mean, just the movie is very mean-spirited in general. Oh, yeah. And I don't know. I mean, 
I like dark movies. I like dark comedies. I, I, I like the, almost the more fucked up you can give me, the more I like it. But something about the mean spiritedness in this just was like, ugh, like it just made you feel a little icky. Well, that's what I was getting at with the tone. And I'm, I'm, I'm not very eloquent, I guess, but yeah, you're, you're right. When, when stuff like this is happening, I think if the tone was, was handled better, you would understand when the movie is uh, mocking homophobia right. better. Uh, mm-hmm. When you, you'd understand when it's making a statement, when the satire would be more clear and it gets, uh, it, it's hard to tell sometimes what it's saying. Is it saying this? Is it not? What, you know? So yeah, I, I, I see what you're saying there. Josh, you're ugly. <laughs> <laughs> there's no, de- yeah. there's no debate there. Oh, shit, boy. So <laughs> that's going to be our conversation about Heather's everyone. What's ugly. What's your ugly. I already said my that ugly. was his ugly. The last one. Oh, that was your ugly. Sorry. I'm stupid. <laughs> Uh, Eric, you're stupid. So, are yeah. you stupid or ugly? Indeed. <laughs> you guys are mean spirited. So we'd like it's to. The th- movie made us this way. Movies make <laughs> us hate each other. <laughs> so uh, the question we always ask is: it worth a rental? I say, sure. Why not? Hell yes. Eric, how about you? In a first for this podcast. I'm going to say no. <laughs> I'm glad he did it before me. <laughs> wow. I, I was I'm like, going to say this real, real quick, Jason. I'm going to say that this movie, while it has things that I do like in it, has lots of great lines. It has, it has some great stuff in it. Um, but I think I'd like to compare this movie to something like 311 or sublime uh it was good in its time but it has not aged well <laughs> and uh if you want to watch a good christian slater movie watch true romance uh if you want to watch a movie about mean girls in high school watch mean girls uh but you know sorry jenny don't hate me jason that's the thing uh, i mean <laughs> Jenny's like a sister to me and I did not want to be mean to her. So I'm glad Eric did it first. <laughs> so I was just like, I would, uh, it's a movie. I, I say, yeah, not a rental for me, but I would watch it on TV. I'd watch it on TBS. And even if it was edited, but, uh, yeah, just not in my ballpark, but like, and even Eric is kind of going the same way. There's, um, it didn't hold up well. There's other movies that do this just as good or better. What is your damage, Heather? <laughs> Sorry, Jenny. I take back my Conan recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> trying to play nice. I see how it's going to be now. It's too late, Jenny. Gloves you already off. recommended it. Gloves you are can't, off. You can't take it. <laughs> oh, Jenny, I'm sorry. I think that's going to do it for, <laughs> for episode 11. Don't listen to have, these we, jokers. We have just divided the room. <laughs> so no Christmas presents hey, for us, Eric. <laughs> ladies out there, go watch Heather's. Don't listen to these dudes. Hey, I recommended it. You did. I love you for I that. Said, <laughs> I said recommend watch it on TV. I just wouldn't go spend the money to rent it. I would watch it on TV. So we're gonna leave you with that tonight, ladies and gentlemen. This is our a uh, first little uh, mix up of some 
difference of opinion here on the VHS files, but that's why we do this. That's why we like to have these yes. conversations and get together and talk about it. Exactly. Uh, we would like to thank everyone who's been interacting with us on social media. We've seen to have a little bit of a spike on Twitter here lately, so we're enjoying that. And um, we will be coming back to you guys next week with a fun little movie called Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. We're going to get into some Steve Martin, yes. John Candy. Yay! And uh, I'm, I'm excited to talk about some comedies. I don't, I don't think we've done... I don't think we've actually done a straightforward comedy yet, have we? I mean, Ghostbusters, yeah. Little Beetlejuice. Comedy horror. horror. Yeah, this is just a plain comedy, yeah. Right. Straight comedy. That'll be exciting to do a little bit of a change of pace for us here for a little bit, and then we're going to get into the Christmas season. And we plan on doing a handful of Christmas movies for everybody for the December Christmas, Christmas time. And New Year's Eve will be, I'll go ahead and do this. We promise we won't let Jason do that again. (laughs) Oh, yes. I'm going to go ahead and our New Year's Eve episode will be die hard oh, is it a yeah. christmas movie or time to piss off the internet that's right <laughs> and bruce willis we're gonna piss off bruce willis so too. we're gonna kick off vhs files is gonna kick off the new year right with a debate on whether or not die hard is a christmas movie <laughs> but that'll do it for us tonight everyone and we will be back next week and until then be kind everyone good night night bye get the fuck out it's over You've been listening to the VHS Files podcast. Watch a few movies, take a few notes. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and drop us a rating and a review wherever you get your podcast. It was fun. (laughs) Email us your comments, questions, and movie suggestions at the.vhsfiles at gmail.com. I've seen one too many movies. Follow us on Facebook at VHS Files Podcast. Don't you blame the movies! On Instagram at VHS.files. Movies don't create psychos! On Twitter at VHS underscore files. Movies make psychos more creative! And head over to our YouTube channel at the VHS Files Podcast for more content. Thanks for listening. I can't... I haven't been able to see. So disappointed. I feel the anger have, coming. Change the camera. I can't, I can't see, see Jenny. Oh God! I feel the daggers. The daggers. <laughs> She's forging my suicide note right now. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! I wish I remember. <laughs> wish I came up with that joke on the podcast. <laughs>